you guys buying stuff, it's for that. It's probably a done deal. All right, thank you, Damon. It, yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right, three, two. Hello, I'm Damon. Hey, everybody, it's Ed, and I'm Audra, and we are podcast of the damned. Welcome back, another episode uh, during the quarantine. We only got like what six, seven more of these before we can actually see each other again during a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, we're back. Um, how you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, a lot of stress with this quarantine caused more problems in my life than it could have been. Yeah. Um, but besides that, you know, I'm, I have a house and food and a job. Yeah. So. I, I, I got to focus on the good stuff. I, if, you know, I, I totally agree. I tend to go, woe is me, but a lot of people aren't even working right now or can't work. I'm lucky I have a job and I'm able to still do stuff. So I need to quit my bitching. And I've I've been working, but it's at a greatly diminished capacity with a huge amount of stipulations on it because I'm a massage therapist. Right. So it's like, you know, instead of making, at least I've been making some money, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm pretty much about half. I mean, it's starting to pick up now, now that they're opening things up here in Washington. Um, Which, you know. Which is weird because you guys were hit the hard, pretty hard. Not as bad as New York. Seattle but, was the Seattle and yeah, yeah. area, but Vancouver is town in with Portland, and we Vancouver itself did not get hit very hard. Yeah, but I mean, but the open laws, you know, yeah. all, that that's statewide. Well, the the only reason we're open is because we are medical massage therapists and not massage envy relaxation so i'm only able to take clients who basically are fucked up and have insurance gotcha okay so like you better be limping in if you're coming in right yeah it's not like oh my neck's sore i you know no it has to be affecting your ability to do your job so that's good Which means I also, I'm gloving up, masking up, a lot of extra cleaning, a lot of extra steps, you know. Yeah. Just, it it is, it doesn't suck. I mean, Jesus, I used to work in a hospital lab. I mean, I, I, I just, when this all went down, I was like, thank God I'm not a lab tech anymore. Do you know how many (laughs) swabs that you, you see the little dude with the little machine on the news? I would have been doing fucking thousands of those over and over and over and over again. So, mm. yeah. Sounds terrible. It, it's not, it's a tedious job. Um, so in any case, I'm working. So, and yet there's some massage therapists out there who aren't medical, who have no prior medical training, who just have pitchforks out for me. So I'm actually kind of keeping it on like a DL even that I'm even working. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm eating and I'm I, I am alone, so I don't have like family members to talk to <laughs> on a regular basis unless Aww. unless I'm like, you know, on the phone, right? But Right. But right. but you know, the cat doesn't give a shit about Star Wars, I've discovered. <laughs> what? She didn't want to listen to my diatribe. 
so you didn't want to listen to your fan no. theories <laughs> yeah no nor does she think I am Sith Yoda man yeah well uh, as far as me with work it, I had like a weird revelation happen like a couple days ago I was at work and it dawned on me I, I you know I talked to people at work and I'll talk on Zoom or, or, you know, the occasional friend that I'll go to their house if, you know, they're just kind of isolated. But I haven't had human contact, like a hug, right. <laughs> in over two, and like in over two months, two and a half months. I got so you. I did, yep. And, and um, when that hit me, when that dawned on me, I got really bummed out. I like really bummed out. I was like, I haven't had any human contact, any physical human contact. Not even with my own child because we don't live in the same house. I can't just, you know, we'll we'll go on walks and stuff, but I can't really, you know. No, because you're still in the thick of it working. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the, I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm not in the front lines, but I'm like in the middle lines. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, um, I was like, God damn it, this is depressing as all hell. Well, here, yeah. here's something to give you more. I mean, like nobody cares, but um, April twenty second, I hit five years of. Of, of not having any oh, uh-huh. any, any relations well that's kind of you can you I know there's a couple of applicants that would like to just service you you could easily take one of those guys up on it and Real, just get the get the poison out there's no excuse you you you're the one with the vagina so you're holding all the car you're the you're holding <laughs> yeah all the but cards. you recall when I showed you my dating options within within my direct immediate pool in the area and you you were you were offended yourself so but sometimes you just need to get the poison out <laughs> Andre if it makes you feel better I had a five year spell before I met okay. my wife so well, I ain't looking for a husband and you know well <laughs> Jesus I'm only on month through four five dude I'm not I, I'll tell you what there's no fucking way I'm going five years. I didn't plan <laughs> but... on it. <laughs> hey, if you recall, already... a year ago I had an option, but you agreed with me about turning it down. Well, that was different. That was an exception. That was probably for. Th- no, that wasn't probably. That was that was for the best. He was a bigot. But, uh... He was a straight up yeah. Trump loving bigot. And yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, want you just, don't want I'm that. Like... You won't be able to live. Yeah, you won't be able to live with yourself <clears throat> after that one. Ugh. Yeah, that one was that was an exception. That was but... pitiful because he didn't even actually reveal that until the third date. So the date that I had is... bought panties and bra that matched and was ready to go. Well, thank God he told you. I mean, yeah. it sucks that you wasted your time, but thank God he even mentioned it. It would have sucked to figure that out like moments afterwards. Oh, then I would have hated myself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, that Nazi knocked it out really good. Fuck. <laughs> But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Well, you know what? Let's just get down to business. Enough about our dry spells and, and woes and me's. Um, we have all been watching more TV than usual. Uh, what have you guys been, what have you guys been watching? Well, it sounds like we all been watching, um, what we do in the shadows. Yes. I watched it based on your recommendation and, you are 100% correct. It is a very funny show. Yeah, and I, well, I, I watched episode one last night, 
and I for sure got through episode two and the start of episode three and then fell asleep because I was just tired. It wasn't because it was stupid. So I'm going to revisit and finish it probably this weekend. Oh, good. I think, you, like I said uh, before, I'm on season two. I'm like caught up almost. Basically, it comes out weekly on Hulu. I'm basically caught up. You guys are going to love it. The more I maybe next time we'll do it, the next episode we'll talk more about right. it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm falling yeah. in love with it. I love the energy. He's my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's funny. He, he gets a lot better I've in the show. With him. <laughs> oh, he's. Wait, and we're no. the actor? Oh, you've worked you've worked oh, well. with an energy vampire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can I can name a couple of people on my hub like Oh that. hell yeah, we both can. I think I think a couple of them are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but generally I love the show. The just and if you guys haven't seen the movie, I would watch the movie. It's not like you have to, but there are Easter eggs and it just helps introduce you to the world. Oh yeah, I've I've seen it. I've seen it before. I just didn't because it was created by like Jermaine and I, I'm butchering his name, Taiki something something. The guy who directed Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Ty, yeah what what uh, Waikiki? Oh gosh, Waikiki. Yeah, Waikiki. There we go. Yeah. Waikiki. And um, and the guys from uh, Flight of the Concord. Mm-hmm. He just nailed it out of the park of this show. And the guy, one of the English um, vampire from the show, I loved, always loved him from the IT. Oh, crowd. God, I loved it. I know. He is, yeah, he is hilarious. My only, my only problem with him in this show is he's playing the same character from the IT crowd. Uh, you're right. And, I, and while I love it and enjoy it, I'm like, oh, I would have liked to see more range. I agree with you. And now you said it and thinking about it, he does, but I love it. But maybe he can go in a different movie and uh, uh, spread his yeah, legs or something. Yeah. But he's really fucking uh, good at else? playing an uh, idiot, asshole, blowhard, arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> he's a genius mm-hmm. at it. And then um, I have a couple of movies I've knocked out is um, Hush which I finally watched about the deaf woman who gets attacked by a serial killer in the middle of the oh, woods. I haven't seen that. It's, it's really good. I won't, I won't do any spoilers. It's it's really good. The, the stories you need. And I didn't know. Oh, sorry, uh, I was just going to say it's called Hush. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you say did you say yeah. the name or did I just miss that? Yeah, he said the name. You missed it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. <sighs> um... <laughs> And the actor who plays the uh, serial killer, and I think he's a hidden talent because he was also the protagonist for the Belko experiment. He was basically the Jim Halbert. Yeah, John that. Gallagher. Okay, okay. Yeah, and and I love the Belko experiment. And watching Hush, I didn't recognize the guy's face. He just, he, I, you could tell somebody who's a good actor if they're not wearing any makeup, but they look like a totally different mm-hmm. person. That makes yeah, sense. yeah. In in, in Belko experiment, he kind of had this aw shucks vibe. And and mm-hmm. Hush, when he took his mask off, he has a beard and he's always brooding. Yeah, and if you don't know the actor, you wouldn't know it was the same guy. Yeah, and um, I love the mask they used in, in Hush. I thought it was a cruel, interesting thing to do. Audrey, I totally I strongly recommend you check it out. It's on Netflix. Okay, I will. 
it, yeah. it's really good and what i like about it it's uh the the, the director is um mike flanagan i don't know if uh you he wrote and directed hush and it was he directed uh the entire series of the haunting of hill house oh okay i like that oh. he also direct he also directed yeah. dr sleep he directed gerald's game he directed Ouija, Origin of Evil, which is the only good one. Fuck that other Ouija movie. I haven't watched any of the Ouija movies because they look <laughs> stupid. Yeah, me. Watch, or- watch me Origin of Evil, both of you. Mm-hmm. I was a convert. I watched that movie 100% to shit on it. And I was like, because I saw the first one and I fucking hated it. And I was like, I'm going sh- to rip okay. this movie apart on the podcast on Black Nerd. And then I watched it and I was like, I ended up buying it afterwards. It's really good. <laughs> What he did is he took a sequel, yeah, but he was not going to continue that shit story. So he told a prequel that leads into the first movie. But the prequel is uh, or, Origin of Evil, really good. Well, Mike Flanagan, I mean, he did all these other ones I just named. Yeah, and I really Rogue, like Doctor Sleep, and I like Gerald's Game, even though you didn't. I like the I like the movie. I did not like the book. Oh. He made a, a movie I liked. On a book I hate. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Um, he's plus um, the but... star of the show is his wife uh, of Hush. He's married to that actress. Oh, that makes sense. I've heard, I read on a trivia for Hush that him and his wife would practice scenes and write them out. Like how what would she do in the situation? You know, in real life. Uh-huh. It's a it's a very short, sweet. Oh movie. yeah. It's only like an. Oh, hour 20, oh, okay. hour 30. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, it is, yeah, an hour and 20 minutes. Hour and 22 minutes. Yeah. It's a real quick, fun watch. You know what's weird about that movie? It's not weird, but I watched that movie with Marcel, and uh, we were doing it for the podcast when it first came out. It's like fucking four years ago, I think. And um, when, when because she, she's there because she's going through a breakup, and uh, she went there to kind of clear her head, and she's deaf, and so... The phone rings and the lights blink because the phone is ringing and she picks up the phone and there's this black dude and he and it was it's very subtle that most movies do not do is like uh you his face pops up on the screen it's just this black dude on on the on on her phone so you're like oh her boyfriend's this black guy and it's like they don't mention it again it never gets brought up again it's just like that was her boyfriend and uh most movies, I mean, I know you guys probably don't notice this because you don't look for it, but most movies would make a make it a big deal. Like it's not a big deal, but they would make it a big deal. Like, like see what, what we did here. We're we're cool. We're we're we're, we're progressive. But this movie didn't do that. It just like she saw who it was and ignored the call because they were fighting. And uh, and you he's like, oh, it's this black. That's her boyfriend. Because you hear a lot about him before. You, that phone call happens and she's like trying to scare the killer that my boyfriend's coming it's such it is it really ramps up the tension because you watching that movie not once does she do you think she's 100 safe because she's a star because it, it really, they really do yeah. break down some barriers and she kind of gets fucked up pretty bad but i'm not we're not ruining anything but no, no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. But you so know actually, I love me a good serial killer story. It's it's pretty good. It's a good. It's a. I mean, it's a slasher, but it's it's really good. 
Um, the other movie I've been watch, I watch. Uh, you've watched this one, Damon. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, Villains. Yes, that was a great. With uh, with um, Bill Skarsgård. He probably my, he's the only one I know. I know the other actor from Burn Notice, but I don't know his name. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember just, his name either. I know it, but I can't remember it. I'll look it up. It's basically like two a, a couple, a young couple, go robbing you know convenient marks, uh, convenient um, stores, quick cash, and then they're gonna move to Florida, <laughs> which they think is a dream. <laughs> with, with the rest of the weirdos. Oh, sorry, Ed. sorry. Ed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no offense. Hey. No central. Um, as I understand, it, Central Florida is is the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's if you go into coast cities, they're kind of fine. It's just when you get in the middle. Um, and then they, they have to get into this other house, break into this house to help uh, get away from the police, in short. And But the house they break in are, are, is a house of a couple that are worse than they are. They're sadistic. Oh, big time. Yeah. And it's not really gory or anything, but it's more of a thriller comedy. Yeah, I I'd call it a black comedy thriller. Yeah. Be- because... Yeah. Uh, they- the 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 couple they're fucked up but uh it's kind of darkly funny and the guy still has like some kind of a the 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 the, the people that live that are living in that house uh they kind of have this weird compass of like i've got to kill you but you know i'm gonna i don't want to do this it like gives you like a fatherly talk <laughs> like he's like it's, yeah. it's black it's a black comedy for sure and uh what's and uh, it's he's, Bill Scars. I'm sorry. Very, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, man. Uh, he's very polite. Not Bill Skarsgård, but the other Jeffrey husband. Donovan. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's know. very polite. Okay, yeah. He's like, I can, I can hide a body like the Easter Bunny hides yeah. an egg. <laughs> and uh, Kira Seg- Segwick is his wife. Okay. And and then the uh, the two young victims are Bill Skarsgård and Makia Monroe. And uh, McKee Monroe, she was on, um, she was the main chick from It Follows. Oh, that's yeah. where I recognize her. And uh, it, was, it was weird. I saw that uh, at the theater. It was playing at the uh, Regal Theater. I saw it again. I watched, I revisited it on Hulu, but I saw it at the Regal Theater when it first came out. And it was one of those, it's an independent film. So it was in one screen for one week and then they pulled it. And then it was, yeah. Oh, wow. But I, I thought it was pretty good. And, you know, I like yeah, it. Was it was different. Unique. That's what I liked about it. I didn't know how it was going to end, and it ended. I was surprised how it ended, and um, it just—you don't see that kind of stuff anymore. You just don't. It's almost like an independent movie. Oh, it is. It is an independent. And movie. Because Bill Skarsgård, I would guess by now in his career, he could kind of cherry pick what he wants. Well, he to did do. that. He he filmed that movie the same year he did it. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, never mind. It and that movie came out pretty close together. It came out after it because I think they realized he's going to be in this big movie. Let's put this on and coast on his popularity from that. But he did. He filmed both of those movies in the same year. Okay. Um, and the book I've been reading or listening to was what Damon recommended oh, we'll, last time. Was well, we'll go, we'll go, book. we'll go to, we'll go to what we've been reading. Oh, okay. We still haven't talked a lot about what she's been watching or me. So, you piped up. 
All right, that's P- all I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, what have you been watching? You damn limey bastard. <laughs> um, to be honest, I have been watching a whole lot of brainless stuff lately. Um, uh-huh. I I did watch. Yeah, I've been watching What We Do in the Shadows, and um, as far as horror, I haven't really been watching. Like, I I even just spent a whole week where I was just pissed off at Hulu and Netflix and even Amazon. I'm like, there's nothing fucking good on. I did I did finally get to watch Zombieland <laughs> Double Tap, and I watched it twice. I fucking love it. Ooh. I love it. I'm sorry, I love both mm-hmm. those movies. So I got I got I finally got that one down. Um, but I you know I spent more time on YouTube watching a bunch of of British guys crawl through abandoned houses because that was creepy as fuck. And even some of them, they're like, oh, it's this French chateau that's just boarded up. But when they're going through it, it's got two, three hundred years worth of antiques. Like the family just disappeared. Yeah, you were, te- you told me about yeah. that. I started checking them out. And, checking them yeah, out. and then there's some where the house is like totally overgrown. There's trees growing through it. Things are like collapsed, but people's belongings are still in there. And. It, it's called that Abandoned World Explo- There's other channels, but the one that I found that I like this guy, it's Abandoned World Explorer uh-huh. is his channel on YouTube. And he's just, he's just, him and his buddy, he has a several buddies, but him and his main buddy, there are a couple of doofy British guys in their like mid-30s. Um, but they're going through, and they're not breaking in. Um, they're only going into either houses that they've been given permission or houses that are already open like oh it's uh, you know there's a wall gone here so we're just walking into it i mean there's no one's lived in <laughs> it no for 20 years here. you know and one of the houses that they went through i mean first they they had to like go through quite a bit like they need really needed this machete to get to it okay and they're uh-huh. going through the house and it hadn't been lived in since the 90s Oh, and wow. they're finding like gay male <laughs> porn and um, some, uh, you know, I, I mean, the guy that lived there had like eight vacuum cleaners and stuff. They're like, he really liked his Hoovers and his boys. And then they find the guy's divorce papers from his wife left him because he was a transgen, a transvestite because there is a difference. Um, and and so then they start going into the house and like I'm like, it's just horrifying watching the guy go up the stairs. Like, there's barely any stairs left, and he's just bravely going up it. And they get up there, and they realize that one of these walls that's gone is Waddle and Daub. Okay? Which I don't know if you know much about that, but that's a Tudor, that's a Tudor-era house. Okay? Ah. So that means that house was made roughly 1600s. And somebody lived in that house until the 90s. And now it's completely falling apart. And what Waddle and Daub is, is basically they would mix manure, straw, and mud. And that's what they made the walls out of. That's the interior structure of the wall. Right. But that's how old that house is. And I was like, (laughs) it was horrifying to me to see this beautiful, you know, historic home. Just there was not much left of it. (laughs) <laughs> and to think somebody lived in that house from the 1600s to the 1990s. I know well, that's yeah. kind of normal in Europe. Like when I was over there, 
yeah. houses older than America. That's why, I mean, there's so. some American guys doing the, you know, running through old houses, and I've watched a couple of those that were cool, but none of those houses are more than 150, 200 years old, Max. So. Yeah. Man. But yeah, oh, that's that's about what I've been, nothing, nothing of real substance, just mindless shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I, it's weird. I haven't watched a ton of horror lately. Very little, actually, for the last month. Um, I have watched, like I said before, uh, before we started, um, uh, my daughter and I have this watch party. We kind of hate watch this uh, the CW show, The Flash. Bad. It's actually not Ugh. that bad. It's not that bad, but. Uh, we kind of hate watch it, but now we there's a lot of there's enough cliffhangers to where we're interested in like what happens next. So we've been watching that. We're we're season behind. We're in season five right now, at the tail end of season five. Um, I've been watching a lot of stand up. I watched uh, recently. I watched the new Patton Oswalt stand up. I watched the new Seinfeld stand up special. Was funny. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, both I, I of funny. A, yeah, I watched John Mulaney, who's one of my new favorites. Watch his stand up. Um, have you ever watched John Mulaney do stand up? Yes. Uh, I'm a fan of him. Yeah. Um, I watched What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, I'm only on the second. I'm only on episode three of season one. But um, uh, one horror thing I did watch. Uh, well, I'm still watching. I just have to. I'm only a quarter into it, like 20 minutes into it, and that's Blood Quantum. Oh, yeah, I tried to watch uh, that, and I couldn't get all the way through it. Well, it's like a zombie outbreak on an Indian reservation. So, um, it's, uh, the you know, I, I haven't gotten that far into it, so I couldn't tell you. Is, is it good or bad yet? I'm still I'm still in. All it. I have to say is I liked you mean, it up like... until after they established themselves. Okay. After after the natives closed off the res and established <laughs> them their safe zone, that's when that's uh, when they lost me. I loved it up right. until well, that I'll... point. Not, and that's when I actually got tired and turned it off. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I actually did. I watched a movie called Room for Rent on, Am- on Amazon Prime. With uh, it's it's a Lynn Shay movie. Uh, it's uh, relatively new. It came out in um, I think twenty nineteen. Yeah, it came out last year. Uh, it's basically kind of like she she has this big house and she rents it out. And she you know she has uh, rent out rooms, and she ends up falling for this younger guy who rented a room in her house and he's really nice to her and he helps her out and stuff but it's kind of like a fatal attraction-esque type of movie uh it's so funny Lynn Shay, you know she's always she's been you know in movies since you know she's been acting for I don't know uh maybe 40 years or so and she's been, you know, most people remember her as the landlord. She always had small parts. She was in something to do about Mary. She had that bad uh, tan mm-hmm. and she was mm-hmm. in um, Kingpin. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, ever since uh, the uh, 
the um, what movie did she really make an impact on? Oh, Insidious. And uh, ever since the Insidious movies, she has um, really had this resurgence since then in just horror. And uh, it's just good to see, you know, this woman's in her 70s, but she's still, you know, she's still working. So it was just, you know, even she had like the bulk of her career late in life. It's just kind of cool to see. But um, the movie's okay. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say don't see it, but it's just all right. It's kind of like you, it's, you know, you've seen it before. But other than that, not a ton of uh, horror, or at least uh, not a ton of um, um, like mainstream horror. I did watch a movie. I, I revisit a lot of stuff. I saw a movie I, uh, that came out as a direct-to-video movie, just really tiny film called Sixteen Tongues, and uh, it's basically. Um, Oh, I have to show it to y'all. Just kind of. So is it Monty Bennett, made... Jason Momoa, Dwayne Johnson, Johnny Depp? Is it they all the tongues? Because I could get with that. Like I could make a list uh... of sixteen <laughs> tongues. I would like. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> and it's this woman that uh, was. Uh, she has like a lot of scars, and the skin that was grafted on her to, um, to repair her is from sixteen tongues. But it's a weird, weird, weird um, micro-budget uh, horror-slash-sci-fi movie. And it's uh, it, it was this okay. guy I used to uh, watch a lot of his movies back in the late 90s. He, you know, it's one of these, what they call um, desktop directors. I guess that's what I would be. Mm -hmm. Guys that make movies and edit stuff on desktop computers or... Just that's, that's micro. A, that's nope. a really nice way to put amateur. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, you know, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And actually, desktop director is what they started coining. You know, it was during the the uh, independent uh, straight to video shot on video boom in the late eighties through the uh, through the nineties. So that was just like what the industry called them desktop directors fair enough or ba or backyard directors better name it's but uh yeah but um the movie was a really yeah. low budget movie it was made for like three grand or something but um i like it i liked it it was pretty yeah. you know i was just revisiting it hell uh one of the best uh, desktop movies that i really liked is primer it was uh i don't know if you guys remember that it was shot for three grand and it was yeah, that that's that time traveling okay, one. Okay, I remember movie. it now because I was like, that sounds familiar, but I can't remember yeah. it. Yeah. Those two guys that had uh, that were engineers and had desk jobs and shot that movie on weekends. And yeah, you know, that's a desktop director's. But that fucking that movie's fucking that's awesome. Really I love movie. it. And it's hard science. So it's like it like I mean, even if it's faux science, they, they explain how it's possible in this universe that they've created. Anyway, I'm getting way off. Way I, I did off, watch uh, some some other horror that I oh forgot yeah, about. That? I watched some Fox News. Yeah. The yeah. reason being is because yeah. my my <laughs> my bot my massage therapy boss, um, the owner of the clinic in which I work, um, is one of those conspiracy theory, um, um, crazy folks who watches it, and so, in order to know what she was going to have come at me. <laughs> I, 
Oh, yeah, geez. sometimes you gotta watch, like, you know, I went and read the book of Revelations again just because I knew they were gonna start spouting it, and I went, oh, actually, it doesn't say that. When was the last time you read it? And they all admit they don't. They hadn't. So. <laughs> but anyway, go on. Fox News was horrific. <laughs> but that was all I had for what I've been watching. So... Let's get into the. What are you doing? I just opened. I just opened a can of Seven Up. I hear a lot of clicking. You already had a Pepsi. No more soda for you. Well, it's not Pepsi. <laughs> seven. Actually, it's, the Seven Up is for gin, but it's you know, it's it's actually I haven't eaten enough to start drinking gin yet. <laughs> um, let's go to the movie at hand. Uh, we are doing. Nightmare on Elm Street 1984 versus Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. Yes. Oh, wow. So I have a confession. I did not revisit. I, the, when it was on Netflix, it was on Netflix when we initially, this is pre quarantine. Yeah. We were talking about it in February. Yeah. Uh, it was on Netflix then, and I started to watch it, but never finished it because I saw it in the theater. And I've seen the original fucking I know uh, maybe fifty maybe fifty times in my life, so I didn't need to really watch that one again right now. But um, uh, so when I went to go watch it, I it wasn't available, and I just wasn't gonna pay for it to watch half a movie that I've already seen before. So I YouTubed a couple of scenes here and there, and. I'm going mostly on memory, so I'm just making a confession right now that I, yeah. Hey, Damon. <laughs> Ditto. I watched them both right. in February. No, actually, yeah, it was the beginning of February that we talked about doing um, doing this podcast because we usually plan several podcasts out ahead of movies we're doing. And and I went. Right. I made notes, so mm-hmm. I'm going from memory oh. too because it's only been a few months, but I made notes. All right, well, let's get into it then. I will go uh, do a quick <coughs> synopsis, even though if anyone's listening to this, they know the story. But for those who, for the people under rock who may not, I will, uh, I will give an IMDb. Uh, oops, um, synopsis of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's see here. All right. The original one, 84, was directed by Wes Craven. It was after he basically wrote this movie um, based on uh, something that was happening to men in, not Indonesia, but men. It was, uh, for some reason, in the late 70s, there was um, a lot of men from, I want to say Guam. I have to look it up. I should have looked it up. We were saying the Pacific Island region. Yes, where uh, a few of them ha- came to the U.S., but they were dying in their sleep enough to the point to where it was like they didn't know why, but it was causing concern. There's a group of people from the same region that were dying in their sleep, and almost all of them were men, and uh, men in their like late twenties or early to late. And 30s. he didn't go succubus; he went Freddy. Okay. Well, Freddie, well, the reason he picked me, Freddie was an idea, or was uh, based on a guy, uh, the way, at least not the way he looks, 
uh, Wes Craven said this on multiple, uh, you can look it up anywhere. You can YouTube and he tell, tells a story so many times that Freddie's look was based on when he and his brother were left alone at home. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And, uh, you know, their parents went out for the night and you, know, you guys stay home. And they were home alone. And there was a guy that knocked on their door that had a fedora and like the, he had the look of Freddie, but he didn't have. He wasn't burned mm-hmm. or anything, but he said he had like a real dirty face. And uh, they knocked on the door and he tried, basically tried to get in the house. And it was just some creepy, probably some creepy vagrant. And then, you know, but it was enough to, it stuck with him to the point to where he made a movie. That would. It. And he combined, he combined that stuff about, he found about those guys in the Philippines and, and, um, and uh, that uh, experience he had as a child. And we got uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So, enough of that babble. Uh, the monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. So, um, other than the movie being uh, iconic and ahead of its time with effects and and it did wildly successful. Um, I'm just going to say, you know, I own this movie. It's a very, it's an iconic movie. I like this movie. What are your, yeah, it's a classic. It, I, and, admit classic. it, it's a classic. It's a classic. I mean, classic. I think I was like 13 when I saw it. Um, I won't say that I love this movie, but but I don't hate it either. Um, for mm-hmm. what it was, it, it was really... Um, like cutting edge horror at the time. Well, yeah, yeah. Before then, it was just those silent slashers, and then funny, creepy, yeah. comes. And what I like about it, there's it no up. escape. Yeah. I mean, we all we all have to sleep. Yeah. And I like what I liked about the first one is that it was very. Um, it tried to be scary. I mean, you get past you know the later movies. You know, yeah, you kind of skip past two because two was I'm, just I never thing. watched any of the sequels. Uh, well, after like after two, one into three, it, he becomes lampoonish. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's about all the weird ways he kills, and he's basically punchline. You know, he'll t- kills with a punchline. Yeah. It's kind of it becomes. I mean, some of them are cool, like four Dream Warriors. That was always that's another classic. That's kind of riding the ship a little bit, and but even that one had its like crazy puns. He had a pun like a dozen puns in every movie with his kills. But he kind of got to the point to where it was just like your friendly neighborhood Freddy. And even you know, there's hell. There's even there was even a, a breakfast cereal. Yeah, I remember that. And and a cartoon. Yep. Oh yeah, and then, a board you know, game it too. A, it was a nightly show on Fox for a while. It was like a anthology. It was kind of like the horror host, right? But um, like Elvira did before that. Right, right. So it was like, um, you know, and then Wes Craven came back and did New Nightmare, which was okay. But the first one is still hands down the best. 
Yeah, you can't argue that's not a good movie. I mean, I won't sit there and fight with you about the other one. Well, the I first mean, one is just hands got, down. Okay, classic. this is one of Johnny Depp's first, him and his mini mullet, one of his first breakout roles in a film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is before 21 oh, Jump long Street. Before, yeah. And yeah. And the and the girl I heard I forget her name now. The the female lead, the one that it's all Oh, and Heather Lincoln. She yeah. became a very popular character actress too after that. Well, it had like Robert England, yeah. it made his career. Uh it had John Saxton, who was a veteran right. back then. It yeah, had, the adult um, cast were all like veteran actors. Lynn Shea was one of the teacher. No one, you don't think about it, but yeah, she was in that mm-hmm. movie too. Lynn, Lynn. Well, Robert a, uh, uh, yeah, he was a classically actor, trained theater actor. But you know, yeah. it, the gaslighting <laughs> um, parents were a little obvious to my 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 revisiting of it. Watching this, I'm like, you know, when I was a teenager, if my parents tried to pull that gaslighting, oh, you're just crazy shit. I wouldn't, you know, I'd have been well, pissed off and reacted differently. Yeah, that that part really shows mm-hmm. up the time. I don't know if you watch a lot of 80, you know, watch a lot of 80s movies. I grew up in the 80s, 80s bro. Movies. <laughs> yeah, well me, well, me too. But uh, <laughs> you watch those movies and uh, one thing that was a constant, you, you know, whether it be this movie or or any any of those movies that were aimed or at teenagers, parents were just there enough to not mm. be there. No, parents were never home. Or if they were uh, home, they were majorly dysfunctional. Or just completely clueless. I yeah. mean, one of my all-time favorite horror movies, uh, it's on my top ten, and it'll always be on my top ten, is uh, uh, Fright mm-hmm. Night. Mom is completely... Lo- she's She works nights, so during the day when shit's going down, she's asleep, and she's not home at night. And when she is home, she's completely clueless as to what's going on. And that was... That was every parent yeah. in the 80s. And, <laughs> and that's what, and shows. Yeah, my, Hell, even, my mom and I would at, have arguments because I would be like, how come I'm not allowed? I had major supervision. <laughs> yeah, look at, look at Ferris, even Ferris right. Bueller's Day Off. Parents, nowhere to be found. And when they are, just just the, in there enough to show that they had parents. <laughs> well, if they were good parents, it'd be all yeah, those yeah, very exactly. short movies. Exactly. <laughs> But um, so we all like that, and we all agree that it's a classic. We all agree it's good. Let's get. Uh, I heard a, I heard a funny rumor that uh, Jackie Earl Halsey uh, drove Johnny Depp. Jackie Earl, you mean? Oh, Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, Haley, Haley drove Johnny Depp to that audition for Nightmare. Before, really? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't Street. know that. Well, they're close to the same. They're close they to the same age, so that makes that 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 would be plausible. You guys can look it up. I'm I'm positive it's true. It's something like that where he he's connected I'll to look the it movies up. in some way. So, um, so fast forward to Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Here All we right. go. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> same premise. It's a reboot. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, of course. It's the same premise. Uh, 
but it's set in modern day. And I'm going to say right now, this movie could have been great. It, oh, yeah. It could have been. Like, I was excited Jackie, to be hired as Frank. Yeah, people. He, I think well, and Felicia Day. People came out of Watchmen. People, Felicia Day. Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, the, the gal looks just like Felicia Day. She's I'm in sorry, it? The, the gal looks just like Felicia Day. And. Yeah, I'm sorry. The oh, gal looks just like her. Felicia I Day. Her. <laughs> and I forget who she is, but she, like, was in like charmed or some some other some other shows that, Ro- that were when she was younger. Ro- you talking mm-hmm. about Rooney Marna? Mara? Yeah, she well, she was uh she was yeah. a lot of TV stuff, but she's by that time uh she had done uh yeah, she was mostly TV until that movie, but I thought she did a good job. She in the very next year she did the girl the she played Lilith in the girl with the dragon tattoo the U.S. version from that um, that um, um, God damn it what's his name David Fincher directed. So I think she's a, I think she's a, I think she's a good actress, but uh, she's done a lot of movies. She did a ghost story. She did. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you were saying, the other actor. I mean, that those are the only two decent actors: the guy who plays Freddie and her. Uh, I didn't have a problem with most of the acting, actually. I had a problem with the writing, and the fact that they didn't want to commit to certain things. Okay. Like yeah, how evil he one, actually that's is. That's the one flaw I think about Nightmare. Uh, is that they didn't want to commit to call uh-huh. him a child killer. Yeah. But they didn't want to... He was a molester. He was a molest... I mean, that's what yeah. he was. He molested and murdered children. But you know, since it was the early 80s, they didn't want to, they didn't want to well, make it that heavy. Well, remember, it used to be illegal Which I guess that's just a product of the time. Children but I thought they would in a movie in the 80s. Yeah, it was. That's why... Oh, it, well, it was against the. It wasn't. It was not illegal. It was not illegal on film and on horror. I believe it was the one that it, um, it, uh, Eli. Oh, what's his face did? Yeah, Eli Roth. They were saying Eli that they Roth, were not allowed. Uh, to yeah, do it, it. it was not. It was not illegal. It was. They were allowed to do it. There was plenty of movies that did it that just bypassed the MPAA. Now, if you want to kill kids in a movie, you better be a top-tier actor, a uh, top-tier director with studio backing, or the MPAA just won't give you a rating. And yeah. if you were trying to get in a theatrical release, especially back then, it was a death sentence for oh, a movie. Okay. It was in no I, way I, I, illegal. I it was never illegal. It... Well, this is just my wheelhouse. Well, it's they, one of the few they, things they were, I they were know that also, a lot like, about. That's why in the eighties, um, <laughs> the hero never actually physically kills the villain. He just, you know, there's a fight scene, and the villain just is flung off the off the railing and lands on a fence. And if right, and if the and if your hero killed right. somebody, it was always justified. Like it was either him or you, or he was protecting a child or a woman and these were just these stupid it was kind of like the rules they made uh for comic books back then 
you know, they had this list of rules that everyone followed. It wouldn't mean that you couldn't have these things in them, but you probably wouldn't get it distributed if you had these things. And it was, and so oh, it was the like... same thing with those movies. Cause there's plenty of movies where kids bite it. Hell, there's a movie in the late seventies called, uh, Can You Kill a Child? About a bunch of child killers that people kill. So it was, it was definitely not illegal, but it was definitely, you were, you better have a distributor that's willing to distribute it. Otherwise your movie is dead in the water because uh, making movies that go straight to video wouldn't become a real thing, a profitable thing until about 85. So if you did it before then, good, you know, you, you, you better just be forewalling your own theater movie and doing it yourself because no distributor is going to touch you. But, um, so they kind of, you know, the, under that, uh, that's why, uh, Freddie was a child killer, not a, not a child, not a child molester. molester. But in this 2010 version, yeah, he's a molester. But what I liked, what I liked about the movie <laughs> is that they right. toyed with the idea that maybe he didn't. And maybe these parents were just too quick to kill and then find how cool would that have been if he was just a vengeful spirit because he got fucked over for being just a good you know guy to like kids parents some someone lied and and, and, and things got wires get well, crossed and, and they killed it, him because they thought ahead. he did something that he didn't do if they could if they if they if they committed it would have because I can tell you elevated the from, writing so much um, more. Someone I know, okay, you don't know this person. Um, their adult daughter, who's in her like twenties, and the whole family believe that she was molested at the age of three when her five-year-old cousin showed her his penis. So this girl has grown up her whole life believing she was molested because her five-year-old cousin showed her his penis and I was like that's not molestation so but they hate this cousin who is also now a grown man you know and have nothing to do with him his whole life because of this situation and so that's why I actually found this scenario believable that they could jump to a conclusion Well, there's, I forget the name of the case, but it was that famous case, I think, uh, I want to say the early 90s or late 80s, where uh, these, uh, this couple that owned uh, and operated a daycare out of their house, and they were, they were, um, uh, they were later acquitted, but they were accused of molesting all the kids in there, and they, the, the police that went and, uh, you know, pushed this forward, they, Said that the, That's my all foot. these kids Sorry. were. Who's tapping? I hear tapping. It's on me. <laughs> but um, there's a, um, you know, they ruin these people's lives. Come to find out, none of these kids were molested. They were actually being led into these questions from the police and the parents, like, okay, did he touch you? Uh, if you know, and they almost making the kids feel like they had to say you know, whatever to make the parents happy. 
And then you fast forward and you find oh. out after these people's lives are destroyed that they didn't molest any yeah. kids. So if they committed to something like that, that would have been pretty good. Uh, my other my other issue is that there's but so the de- much but the death CGI are good, even though it is that, all CGI. It just um, it it was pretty. The movie yeah, was very did, pretty, no. but yeah. I didn't like Freddy's mm-hmm. makeup. Yeah, CG yeah, it was mostly makeup. CG, and uh, yeah, I would have. I, I agree with you, and because they. I think Jackie Earl Haley is a good actor, and he could easily, uh, he could, if, if given the chance, he could have made Freddie scary again. But it's just like he wasn't given an opportunity, and, and the writing was so kind of when it was in the CGI stilted, time, it, <laughs> where for all the like dream sequences, that was really the only time I was checked into the film because any time what Freddie wasn't on screen was just tedium. The dialogue was terrible. The, the gaslighting parents were even more ridiculously obvious, <laughs> which is so bad since this is 2010. <laughs> you know. And the and the children, the, they're 30-year-old high school students. Right. Ay. And I know why they do it, because when they're under 18, there are certain I love when laws they do about that. child labor and, and, and how many hours you can work, you know, them. And, and filming is usually a 16 to 20 hour a day sometimes situation. And they can't always plan that that's going to happen. So, of course, you would want them over age. But, you know, 20, not 30. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember that, yeah. On Family Guy, Luke Perry had a joke like, I've been playing a teenager for 30 years. <laughs> Um, but generally, yeah, I didn't like this movie. Yeah. Clearly, no, no one else did because I'm, I'm sure they wanted to do sequels to, for it. Yeah, they were going to reboot the franchise, and it just wasn't well received. And then it was like it, you know, like I said, if they committed to something, it would have made it better. Well, okay, and I mean, I don't think it's a problem giving spoilers uh, to a no, no, we're to a ten year old movie, but it's a spoiler podcast. Like, so go for right, it. Right, exactly. So, so like. If all this happened and they murdered him, wouldn't the first thing the parents would have done would have been to clear out the creepy pedo room if it had existed back then? Well, didn't they not know where it was? Wasn't like How could they have not known where it was in that building? Who owned the building? He didn't own the building. Somebody owned that it building. Was there was a freaking door, you know, and it was a probably I don't know, an yeah, old building, there. but at the same time it was somebody home. I mean there's floor plans in those buildings for a reason. It... Yes, they would confiscate it. Yeah, and the police so, would have so uh what's, a, find, what's like, that word? Would have taken everything later or however long it was supposed to have happened or maybe well, go. I suppose they were supposed to be high school students, so right. Like, you know, 15, 16 years later. But but the 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 how the room is still there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you would well, like all yeah, the pictures and, and everything. Think, are especially still there. if the parents it was, it was killed weird. him and were covering it up. I forgot how they would ended. want that shit to be gone because <laughs> it proves he was even there. Maybe I've watched too much Forensic Files. <laughs> 
fuck, yeah. dude? Like, you know. <laughs> he left fingerprints and DNA everywhere. He left yeah. Dude, my favorite episode of Forensic Files. Or that what's that famous? He left semen everywhere. The 90s where the guy dumped a body in a park and they found a squirrel hair on the body and when they called when they suspected him and they pulled him in and and did um part particulates on his car they found a squirrel hair in his car that matched the squirrel hair on the body right and this was in the <laughs> late 90s dude this wasn't like we're talking like a couple Damn, of years ago so that's why i don't get in trouble because I know if they could catch you in the 90s with a fucking squirrel hair, and we got, there's no hope for me to, I can't be a serial killer. Plus, it's too much work. It is a lot of work. Oh, wait, wait, I said it a little too easy. Like, it was like, <laughs> it's hard. like you're telling me. He, he says that because I've written him many serial killer scenes to film, and they were a lot of work. <laughs> So we both we all agree that it could have been good, but just falls short of decent. Yeah, there's a lot of potential. The dialogue was tedious. There was potential. And then Oh yeah, absolutely. And then they could have done more like maybe Freddie and Jason or other combinations too with it. You know, because Freddy, yeah. Freddy is a hard really one to replace the actor plus, yeah, plus Jason and Michael a lot of just, you know, masks. A big guy in a mask. That's kind of his thing. He's right. Just, yeah, he's a personality. But uh, that's one another thing people are, like, complaining. I remember when it came he's out. A personality. It should be Robert England. I'm okay with, with it being right. someone else. He's getting a little too old to play that character. And the guy they had playing is a damn he's good actor. He's getting too old. So... I'm on board. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they could have dubbed his voice yeah. in. You don't need a what's the point? Grandpa you know? Freddy. Right. But yeah, I was fine with him too. But talking about movies, which brings me to my question yeah. of the show. I was fine uh, with since that. we don't do a weekly show, we do like a monthly podcast. I just have a question of the show, and uh, you know, there's a lot. We you know, every episode we generally do. Uh, we pit uh, a remake versus the original, but the original reason studios would remake a movie is a movie that they thought had potential, and but for some reason or another, it didn't really get its fair shake. So, hey, let's do it again with this new budget, with this bigger budget or better writing. Let's fix, let's correct the issue that people have with the original and just re-release it. Initially, it was with movies that weren't good, but okay. now we're in the business of just re, re, rehashing classics. Well, that's because the, those are classics from we were kids. Now we're grown and want to share them with our kids and our grandkids. And so they know it's going to be a, a cash cow because we're going to see it for the nostalgia and the next generation is going to see it. And so that's why it's always some sort of crossover between Gen X and Millennial. Agreed. But initially, it was supposed to, you know, elevate. Like, right. one of my all-time favorite movies, not just horror movie, but movies, period, is The Thing. It is a remake of, of a 1950s movie. It is... That was really slow. <laughs> yeah, that was... And it, and, and it was a different kind of thing, but they took that idea and made it better. Uh, another one, um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay, 1950s sci-fi thriller... 
excellent 1970s thriller. Right. So my my question to you both, uh, we'll start yeah, with you, Audrey, but time. my question to you both is what movie are you going to, would you, if someone said you can remake a movie, are you, you know, we're going to give you a budget, you can pick your director or you can direct it, whoever, but it has to be a movie remake, but it has to be a remake of a movie that has not been remade before. What movie would you pick? Do I have to go first? Ah, Ed, you can go first. Ed, go first. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I already got it. Uh, they Live. Yeah, that movie is so relevant now. <laughs> because especially because John Carpenter uh, kind of predicted our future in a way. Because and it, Yeah, and especially with smartphones and the way streaming service oh, okay. that doing remaking that movie you could it could just be blown out of the water these days just how much much more we are into materialistic uh into our uh-huh. phones can control because the alien could be controlling us through our smartphones and our streaming services and stuff so i i think you would still want to keep the gla- the sunglasses thing I think that will just make it simple and right. easy. Um, well, you know, where you could, you could see what the aliens were trying to tell everybody or telling everybody. Um, but I think that the way the world is and uh, they live would be an excellent remake to do. Oh my the God, fight, I love that fight scene. The 15 fight scene, minutes, I mean, 15 that would be hard to do. And to uh, do it, you know that scene, scene where uh, Roddy Piper swings the two by four yeah. and it hits the window and just missing keith david and he looks at him like motherfucker that wasn't supposed to happen but they decided to stay in character and just play off Uh that that accident and i just i just recently rewatched it and i concur with both of you it's an it's one of my favorite john carpenter is one of my my major influences you know what's funny is when it first came out i remember seeing it in the theater and i was like this kind of this movie's not that great. I liked, of course, I liked the premise, but I was like, eh, meh. But then it became a cult horror, horror classic. Yeah, it was you know? not received very well in the theaters. It didn't. It didn't. I mean, it it didn't really like a lot of Carpenter's movies. Uh-huh. It was ahead of itself. Uh, the thing not well received. It didn't become a classic until years later. Same thing with they. Same thing with they live. Same thing with uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. The funny oh, wow. thing about Big Trouble in Little China is that John Carpenter was like so ahead of the curve. Uh, you know, he he wanted to make sure that, you know, he's like, well, it's an homage to like the Hong Kong action films as well as old westerns. So it's like, and you know, the star of the movie is actually um, Egg, or not Egg, um, Wang, the 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 so-called sidekick, he's the star of the movie of Big Trouble in Little China because he's the one that does all the fighting. You think about it, every major fight scene, he's kicking ass, and and uh, and um, Kurt Russell is incapacitated somehow. One time during the big during the big finale fight, he's pinned under that big samurai statue. Uh, the first big fight. He knocks himself out by shooting in the air, knocks himself out, 
and misses the fight completely. That guy's running around, kill, kicking ass all over the place. And he's basically, Kurt Russell is playing John Wayne. I mean, he's yeah. he's just said as much. He's playing John Wayne, kind of a doofus. And his friend is doing all the fighting. His, you know, he's the star of the movie. And actually, yeah, yeah. Even, watch it with the commentary if you have the movie. Because it's so funny. I love commentaries. Oh, I have with, to with, uh, I love uh, Carpenter movies with... Uh, Kurt Russell, because they they do the commentary together, and they do the thing together. They do, they do um, Big Trouble in Little China. They do. And I can't remember another movie he does with them, but they they're old friends, so they just basically talk. And in fact, in the commentary for the thing, you can actually hear them pouring drinks, and they're not even talking halfway through the movie. They're not even talking about the movie anymore. They're talking about other shit. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun to listen to. But um, all, a lot of Carpenter's movies were never received well. <laughs> Only funny. one he had that was like a gangbusters throughout the gate was Halloween, Starman, and... Um, Starman was cute. Yeah, it was fine. And um, uh, I forget the third one, but he, a lot of his movies were kind of ahead of their time and they didn't get their share, their due until years later. I'm sorry? But in truth, that's better. For I, I think that's better for a writer and director if their movie comes a call classic. I mean, it's, oh, it says something it's about the work, but a, a you box know, office uh, hit. But he wants to eat. If you know? people are still <laughs> and loving if you have it, flop, 30 if you have flop later, after flop, it's harder to make that next movie. But but uh, that's why it kind of became yeah, that's true. Being a filmmaker later, but um, that's true. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty solid pick. Ed. I like that. <laughs> um, I have actually I have one thank you I was uh, worried I, I was thinking really hard about it I had a hard time narrowing it down and I think I've told this to Audra before I may even posted it once but one movie that I love that could use a update and a remake is Chud Cannibal oh. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers that was a terrible oh, fuck you Oh, <laughs> yeah. awesome. How dare you? <laughs> Especially if they do it now with the oh, pan- I, 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 I if they do it now it with the pandemic, they can kind of add that that's to one it movie people have to I eat. I was like, I would love to, if given an opportunity, I would love to remake this movie. But because there's, it's a good premise, and it could, it could be great. You know what I mean? It could be more than a cult classic if a few things are changed. But um, another one I would like to make, uh, and I can't uh-huh. argue that it's not a bad movie, but it's a fun movie to watch. And I showed it to Eloise because it was a movie I grew up. My grandmother, uh, I was you know, I was really close to my grandmother, and uh, she saw early on I was kind of a horror fanatic, and she is so not that. She was so not that. But she wanted to connect with her grandson, and and so we watched. She would she would go as far. She would dip her toe in the horror movie pool, but it was never really horror. And one of the movies that she thought was horror was a 1968 movie. It was with American actors, uh-huh. but it was a Japanese-made movie called Green Slime. <laughs> the the Green Slime. 
I mean, okay. there's some some heavy hitters. There's Robert Horton, um, Richard oh, Jekyll. These are all like Ted Gunther, Bud Wills. These are all big actors from like the '60s, and uh, they were mostly like in westerns and TV actors. Anyway, it was about they're on a, about these you know Americans on us on a on a space station, and a giant asteroid is headed towards Earth. So a bunch of scientists are in the space station have to go to it and kind of you know they want to blow it up to stop it from hitting earth kind of you know like you know, the, the premise for uh armageddon but there's this alien on there's this alien like goo on there that grows uh, once it's exposed to air and they once what's crazy about it is that when you shoot to kill you have to burn them but every time you shoot shoot them when they bleed that's just a new a new alien they reproduce when they bleed so if you, you so they they don't realize this till the, i mean the aliens are fucking ridiculous looking guys in costumes oh. audrey i'd have to bring it to the house so you can watch it with me it's just, okay it is uh it's hilarious i watched it with eloise because we have our thing we have sunday morning classes we watch movies classic movies together and i introduced this to her and we spent the whole morning laughing how bad this movie is. They're on a space station. There's actually a scene where the door they're trying to run from the aliens and they shut one of the doors. <laughs> and the door is supposed to be like steel and it makes this noise like it's steel shutting, but it's wobbling because the track is slipping <laughs> on the door. <laughs> and it's probably like uh, you know, balsa wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's totally it's I was like, man this could be remade into a serious movie and it would be fucking awesome because the premise is tight it's just it's just you know lack of money lack of time uh production uh it's like uh japanese well, horror movie and, sensibility and, uh, and of with its all these day. yeah but this is just the same year they made 2001 and that's right. a totally different look fucking great movie <laughs> Fucking so, great movie. So it's it, it really of the time. And oh. uh, last but not least, my other honorable mention that I would love to remake, and people have attempted to remake it uh, or uh, remake something like it, is um, as another thing that my grandmother kind of introduced me to is um, um, 1954's Them. Oh, that's a classic. It is a total. Yeah, it's about the giant ants. Mm hmm. Uh, I saw it on TV when I was a kid. Is it? Yeah, I saw it on TV. Back when they used to show that shit on Sunday oh, afternoon. I saw that one. Yeah, one. I, uh, if with with today's technology, <laughs> uh, I mean, you watch it. It's 1954. It's of the time, but it's fun. It's a fun watch for an old, you know, old 1950s sci fi horror movie. But uh, um, yeah, I showed, that's another one I showed to Eloise, and she loved it. I love it. It's yeah. one of my favorites. It, and granted, it has a, it has like a, uh, I have a nostalgia thing with it. I like to revisit it because it reminds me of when I was a kid and with my grandmother and all that stuff. So I definitely have some baggage I'm bringing to it. But, but uh, like Carpenter has that same feeling with the thing. That's why he remade it. This is one I would totally mm -hmm. give an opportunity. I would remake. But. Um, I wouldn't make the ants slow and stuff, but they, they didn't have the technology to do it. But with today's technology, that could be a terrifying movie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's 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 what I got. 
But well, see, now, oh, yeah, now given that you you gave like definitely, runners definitely. up, see now I I didn't want to go first because I was trying to decide between two movies, but I've decided. All right, let's <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Well, okay. Brainstorm, nineteen eighty-three. That was a great movie. Yeah, but think if there there was a lot of stuff that was just because it was the eighties. Yeah, that well, I haven't could seen have that been yet. done better and made more creepy and more of a mind fuck than it already was. Do you know the premise of Brainstorm, Ed? Here, it's- let me read you. It's researchers develop a system where they can jump into people's minds. But when people no, involve no, bring don't. their personal problems into the equation, it becomes dangerous, perhaps deadly. So basically, they had developed a machine that records your brain. So like they, they even do like they put a guy on a roller coaster and it recorded everything. And then when you put the machine on, you're literally experiencing that person's memories. And you, you and it's like you are there. Another movie that came out... Um... With Juliette Lewis and a oh. then, a then um, relatively unknown, um, what is his name? He, um, oh, Juliette Lewis, Tom Sizemore, and Angela Bassett. Um, was in a movie that toyed. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Audra. I just, if I don't say it, it's, it's going to. I'm going to lose it. Um, there was a movie that came out in like 98 or 99. You guys remember that? It was like, it was like Brainstorm. It was like their version of Brainstorm. But it... No. But... Uh, no, that doesn't sound familiar. Well, now think about thinking, this. because I mean, I've it heard was a story or saw a movie or No Sleep podcast. Yeah, was yeah. Almost the same And it was thing. Natalie Wood's last movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, before she died. So, um, <coughs> Wagner did it. Um, anyway. Probably. Hey, <laughs> walk, walk and watch. watch. Walk and watch. He was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, in any case, think about <laughs> redoing it with today's technology. And what's going on in our world now versus it was pretty milk toast, kind of vanilla thriller horror. You know, it, it really, but think about with the whole, if you can record somebody's memories and with the technology we have now, uh-huh. there was a giant machine, you know, with this big helmet you had to put on. Now, think if you only had to wear something like Google glasses. Right. So think about, you know, think about with Elon working on us uploading into, you know, oh, Elon a server Musk in 20 years. Um, think about the concept of this updated and it goes really wrong because the government's like, oh, you have this. Oh, we're going to use it to our, you know, or what they discovered is when somebody dies wearing that helmet you, and it records your death. Yeah. You die too. You die too. Because your your brain doesn't know the difference because it's that mo it's it's that much of an immersive experience. Your brain doesn't know the difference. Oh. So think it, yeah, and you could use it to kill people. Not only to record their Almost their experiences like and their thoughts, or maybe even hold them, you know, against them. But you you literally could use it to kill people. And with the technology we have now, the way they could present it could be a much creepier, more dramatic story than 
what it is, you know. Exactly. Right. Yep. You could torture people before killing you them. You can torture them, them without a ever having experience. Horrible. And then kill ah, them. strange days. I like That's, that. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. That was, it was the that same was, concept. Okay, it was similar. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, Ralph, and then, Ralph and, Fiennes, Juliette Lewis, Angela Bassett, Tom Sizemore, Vincent D'Onofrio. God damn. Michael Wincott. It was like star studded. But it was that same technology. Remember that? I remember because there was a guy who was in a wheelchair, and uh, um, Ralph Fiennes' character gives the guy um, uh, memories of him running on the beach as a gift, so the guy could experience running again. Right. Because so yeah, that would have that's a really good idea. It's so it's so obscure. A lot of people wouldn't even remember the original. Right. And now my my alternate. Um, even though there are yeah, other movies that have been made in the like even as early as ten years ago with the name, it none of the um, synopsis were the same, nor were they reboots. So 1984's Dreamscape would be my honorable mention. <laughs> it's another kind of in your head movie. In your head. Well, you know me. I like the psychological horror. I, the mind fuck scares me more than Jason. That movie I've seen probably 20 times. I remember in when I was a kid in the early 80s, <laughs> it was one of those movies that was on HBO that was All on the a time. constant, <laughs> constant cycle. You'd, you'd be on TV like twice a day minimum. And, and it was uh, cheesy. It was fun though. I right. like when he when he was able. It was a Dennis Quaid, right? Yes. When he was able to do it without using the machine, and right. he goes in and fights that guy, and that was that was a fun movie. God damn it! I'm gonna look that up. I have it. I own it, so I should pull it and try and find it and watch it again. It's been a while. You'll like it, dude. It's, You'll it's, like it. But... It's 1983 cheese, but it is a cool I concept. I haven't but, seen like, that think one. Think if you could update the concept, you know, um, and uh, make it darker. Because again, as he said, it's 80s cheese. Yeah. What if you didn't make it 80s cheese? What if you made it more serious? Right. You know, because Dennis Quaid is essentially Han right. Solo with psychic ability. I mean, really. Like Parmesan, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way he plays it. So you know, there's that's the '80s cheese, but oh, um, and he's he's fighting a guy, and he ends up going up against a guy who's been doing it longer than him, <coughs> who can also do it without a machine. Okay, and he's just better because he's been doing it longer, and he's got to like, and it's kind of, it's almost like Green Lanterns because whatever you can imagine, they can make possible. So it's because it, it's all in your head. So it, it's really good. God and damn, the man, government and the and the government's the one doing all the oh. experimentation with it. Yeah, and all they're trying to do is weaponize it. Right. So and then yeah, he's and then he's like a flawed character, like Dennis Quaid's. Like I don't remember, <laughs> was he an alcoholic or or just a, a drifter or he just he wasn't functional. I have to re- I have to revisit it, but yeah, there was something wrong with him. Something and it uh, was because of the psychic ability that he was this way. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine, uh, you know, delving into that character arc 
um, you know, making him an anti, a, technically an anti-hero, you know. Right. Kind of a Hancock, not quite, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, so, it, I just, you know, that, that could be redone really well. Yeah. Absolutely. Damn. Yeah. Well, well hell, I'll check guys. That out. I think that was a pretty good uh, Q&A or question of the show. <laughs> but um, we are coming towards the end here. We're going to run out of time in about five minutes. So before <laughs> the before the app yeah. cuts us off, le- I, we will uh, see you guys next month. I don't know what we're going to shoot uh, shoot for as far as what we're going to pit up against each other, but we'll have something. Yeah. So we will see you guys next month. Bye. Shoots. Yeah, be there's well. plenty. Bye. Bye.